Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Walruses Are People 2 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jillian Sullivan, and later on you will be hearing from my co-host Alyssa Lorenz. We had to record separately this time around because of our super busy schedules, but you'll definitely be hearing from her later. In the meantime, I'm going to be talking about our best performing country, China. Now, this is a little bit of a change up for me since I usually handle the worst performing country, but this week I am doing our best performing country, um, which obviously, as I mentioned, is China. And of course, there's always a lot happening in China, being that it is a major superpower, but with the recent presidential shift, In the U.S., you know there's a lot of things going on as far as U.S. and China relations and lots in store for those two countries in the future. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. This past Wednesday, President Biden spoke to China's leader, President Xi Jinping, where he raised concerns about aggressive policies and the abuse of human rights in Beijing and other areas of China. This is the first conversation that the U.S. and China have had since both President Biden and President Jinping have been in power, making this a fresh era of relations between the two major countries. It is considered to be one of the most important foreign relationships for Biden because of this. According to the White House account of the call, Biden underlined his concerns with Beijing's coercive economic practices, human rights abuses in Xinjiang, and increasingly assertive actions in places such as Taiwan. The two leaders also discussed the challenges shared by both countries in regards to facing global health security, aka the coronavirus pandemic that we're kind of going through if you haven't noticed, and climate change. According to China's account of the call, Xi Jinping cautioned Biden by saying that both powers need to cooperate in order to avoid otherwise certain calamity. Jinping doesn't appear to be budging when it comes to his leadership policies. The Chinese president is reported as saying, When China and the U.S. cooperate, both sides gain, and when they fight, both are harmed. This is certainly a fair point, considering a U.S. conflict with China would be a disaster for everyone, not exclusively just China and the U.S. Jinping agrees that both countries should open up contact in economic, financial, and military spheres, suggesting greater cooperation would help avoid misunderstandings and maintain regional stability. Jinping did, however, warn Biden not to mess with what he describes as, quote, China's domestic affair in reference to Xinjiang, Hong Kong, and Taiwan, saying that, quote, the U.S. should respect China's core interests and act with caution, end quote. With comments like that, Jinping shows his unwillingness to necessarily change his course of action anytime soon, despite the growing backflash from his own country. Yeah, I, I think I accidentally just said backflash. I meant to say backlash, but you get the idea. Biden and Jinping may be new to office, but the two are not new to each other. They have known each other before they became their country's leaders. This makes talks, such as the one Wednesday, easier and is a notable shift from former President Trump's years of flattery and attempt to pursue his deal, only to be interrupted by the outbreak of the coronavirus and an array of internal unrest amongst the American citizens. Though Biden intends to move away from Trump's methods, he agrees that some policies will stay, such as contesting Chinese territorial claims in Asia, defending both Taiwan's move to independence and Hong Kong's autonomy, and continuing to crack down on China's cyber theft and hacking. 
With all of this being said, one might be asking, well, what exactly is going on in China? Well, we did hear a little bit about this from Lexi and Sunny a couple weeks ago when they talked about some of the things that uh, Jinping was doing in China that was kind of oppressive towards um, the people in areas such as, such as uh, Xinjiang. Um, they talked a little bit about a certain story, and obviously we all listen to that, so we understand. But, um, yeah, as a little recap of what's going on in China, although knowing Jinping well, Biden comments that the Chinese leader, quote, doesn't have a democratic bone in his body, end quote, which makes it somewhat difficult to pull China out of its continuous loop of oppression. Um, again, as we heard from Lexi and Sunny, you know, there are there are bounds being made as far as U.S. and China relations. China has for some time been in what is considered to be the darkest period of human rights, which is quite a hefty title, so um, clearly there's a little bit of an issue there. Jinping proves to be a stubborn leader, adamant on achieving his vision of a powerful Chinese government. Researchers in China say that the repression there has only worsened since Jinping took power. Though the coronavirus outbreak in 2019 put these flaws on display, there is still a harsh situation in the Xinjiang province, where there is detainment and the forced labor of Turkish Muslims. This isn't to say that there hasn't been or won't continue to be protests of these actions, but Xi Jinping remains strong, and the U.S. begins to chip away at forming civil relations with China. Well, that wraps up my report on our best performing country, China. China is currently earning us, I think, 61 points, which definitely makes it our top. I think we are in third place right now, and we are eager to get farther up the leaderboard because um, in the past we haven't been doing too, too well. So we want the walruses to make a comeback. Um, before I hand you off to my co-host Alyssa, I have a little bit of an advertisement break for you guys and she will continue from there. Thank you. Come down to the magical land of Target. Here we have ridiculously overpriced clothes and everything from Jojo Siwa bows to gluten-free water. Warning, if you enter our store to buy a few items, there's a good chance you will leave with three times as much. Additionally, the gas that we pump in our vents may cause you to lose all perception of time. Hey, this is Laura, and I'm here with my cat, Taco. Listen, our worst country is absolutely pitiful when it comes to points. We've had Vietnam since the beginning of this round and we have only gained four total points. Before we get into what's happening in Vietnam, we need to address the fact that Vietnam has to go. If we have any hope of knocking Williams out of first place and reducing his ego just a tad, we need to get rid of Vietnam. Keep a close eye on Walrus the Trilogy, because once we drop Vietnam, we might jump forward a few places. Now here's Alyssa with the scoop on what's happening in Vietnam.
and we're back with our worst performing country. Now, it's no surprise that it's Vietnam, because there's not much being said about this country other than their COVID restrictions and efforts to control the outbreaks. Recently, Vietnam's Ministry of Health had made claims that they will deliver 30,000 COVID tests. This is an attempt to determine the source of COVID outbreaks in the city. They are hoping that this will allow them to quarantine the people who have contracted the virus and eventually put an end to the ongoing spread. If this strategy works, it might open up opportunities for other countries to attempt similar strategies. Thank you for listening. This has been Walrus's The Trilogy. Tune in next time for another fantasy geopolitics update.